You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Union 0430. This is episode 131. Um, we're expecting Dave, but it's Dave, Dark Cloud, so God knows is router probably blew up and he's not able to hook up to the internet but anyways if he doesn't show up you get the three of us beauties as i said today on a post um we are a hockey sock full of beauties so to our american listeners you don't know what that is but um to the canadian listeners you know what beauties are and you obviously know what a hockey sock is so we got two of the boys joining us um from nova scotia tonight um Bad weather down your way. I know it's colder than a witch's tit up here. Yeah, uh, it's not that cold here, but it's cold for here. Yeah. Um, it's cold but, here. It's like, yeah, go for it, Ryan. Yeah, it's cold here. It's like minus 22 right now. And yeah, with the wind chill, it's, up, it's supposed to hit minus 42, but my heat pump stopped working. We usually do around minus 22. So right on schedule, they stop. So, oh, really? I yeah. stopped working for another reason. Oh no! What was your reason? Power. Oh, so, oh yeah, right. yeah. Oh yeah. Let's power. talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about because this is this is game changing right now. If you want to know, ladies and gentlemen, the commitment because it it's a prerequisite to be to be on this show to be committed, and Mark Vitch is showing his commitment tonight by losing his power and plugging all of his electronics he needs into his truck. So please explain this to us, Mark. And before I get into that, I'm going to add, I also plugged in all the electronics the wife needs so she can watch TV downstairs you're, while I'm up here. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Well done. You're in a load of laundry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, as soon as the power went out, I had to get scrambling. I threw on the jacket and, and took and... Uh, Ran out to the truck, fired the truck up, turned on the generator that's built into the truck, and plugged in a couple of extension cords, ran them in under the door in the garage, and hooked up the router in the garage. And then I ran into the house. I plugged in the power bar for the TV in the home theater and the lamp in the TV room. Ran one upstairs, plugged in the second router, another lamp. And I have a couple of cords running into the kitchen in case we had power out for an extended period. We'll have coffee and tea and, and toast in the morning. And, uh, and I got a couple other cords on standby for other things like fridges. And we got a propane heater and stuff too. So we're not gonna, we're gonna survive through this one, but you know, saying all that, we're only using about 310 watts of it. And, and what's your truck good for? Like, what does your truck, what's it able to pump out power wise? 2,400. And you're only using 310. Wow. You're scratching the surface. Yeah. So, uh, S suck it all you ford haters suck it <laughs> and the truck uh, will run 85 hours what's that that generator it'll run constant 85 hours 85 hours straight before i gotta fuel up again that's game changer buddy now if you had the 7200 watt generator it'll run 35 hours which is still when they figured it out they looked at the fuel efficiency of an actual generator that runs the same wattage and the one off the truck, the truck yep. actually burns less fuel than the generator over that period. So the 2,400 watt will run for 80 hours. The 7,200 will only run for 36 hours, yeah, but that's, it but it's a bigger strain on, on your generator too. Yeah. Right? If you're running off full. Yeah. If you're plugging your actual one of your pony panels for your house into your truck, yeah. Then yeah, you're gonna run a lot, draw a lot more power. Yeah. The engine's gonna run a lot more. You know, Ryan, here is just another example of how he just gotta outshine us, no matter what, eh? He's like he a, he's like a Swiss <laughs> Army knife. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. give a rat's arse. No. Nope. Wants to be that guy. Yeah. That's it. That's that's it. And meanwhile, um, his neighbors are over there panicking and freaking out and they're like look at that look at that feller over there law 
with his oh, yeah. with his house plugged into his truck. I'm sure the their house is lit up yet, so we're ahead of everyone. I'm sure they were all like, "Oh, look at it! Him, he's environment conscious with his hybrid." And they're like, <laughs> "Is he idling that for the twelfth hour in a row?" As as he's yeah. as he's having his cup of tea in the morning, and everybody's out freezing or freezing or nuts exactly. off. Yeah. For the record, yeah, it might be a hybrid, but I think it's a hybrid more along the lines of extra power than extra fuel economy. Just yeah, for the record, yeah. Yeah, you think? Well, I'd be, I believe you if, if you say it, because uh, I don't know many people that dive into the weeds of shit like you do. I don't know. Well, no social power just just announced a 14 percent hike for next over the next two years. So I see that actually. I might buy that truck to power the house all, <laughs> all year round at this point. <laughs> it's hard times we live in. Um, but let's. Uh, We've got to, oh, buddy, I got to tell you this story, Ryan. So he jumps on earlier and, uh, you know, when waiting to come on the show. So he comes on and I'm like, what have you been up to? Anyways, I haven't been talking to you. And uh, he tells me he's he's volunteered now with this uh, trail association down where he's at. So so God love him. This trail association, they're, they're trying to keep things open for people to walk in trails and mountain bikes and stuff like this. And the people that are that are volunteering that are running it, well, they don't really have a whole ton of chainsaw experience. Oh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> so meanwhile, he's telling he's telling me as he's as he's talking to the head dudes, right? He was like you know, oh yeah, I can take care of this and I can take care of that. And they're talking about a tree. They had to hire somebody to, uh, to come in and take down for them because they didn't have, they didn't have the gear or the experience to do it. And Mark's like, oh, I could, I could have done that and save you a bunch of money and all this stuff. Right. So as he's telling me this, I start thinking, and I said, uh, that trail association is going to end up with a fucking golf course out of this, aren't they? Because if they don't give him some left and right of arcs, there's not going to be a tree left. It's no. just going to be a big cutover. He's going to look like he works for Irving. He's just going to yeah. have a little friggin' Hector gone. I just figured they'll need a lot of uh, flagging tape to make sure they. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You trails. better rope off exactly <laughs> what you want done, or else you're going to be without a tree down on that. Yeah. It'll be a golf course, not a, wa- not a walking trail anymore. No. Um, people walk on golf courses they do they do they also drink uh, golf courses <laughs> they most certainly do i do i gotta i gotta tell you so i got a message from a fella um his name is uh steve steve genter so i got a message so he's up and i gotta double check he's in montana i think he said northwestern montana and uh anyways he shot me a message and he was like, I love you guys, right? He was like, you guys are awesome. I love listening to you and stuff. And uh, it started off with, you know, he said, I love bird dog whiskey. He said, and I hear you guys talk about it all the time and and how you say Americans think it's it's crap and and it's only the Canadians that like it. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we keep hearing. He said, ah, he said, that's those those people don't matter. He said, there's lots of people that love bird dog whiskey. So we were shooting the shit. And then he's like, I got to admit, I knew that we would get along good. He said, because I have a deep uh, love for Sidney Crosby, too. And I'm like, buddy, we're like kindred spirits here. We were meant to be. Did you guys just become best friends over your I, man crush? I think so. I think so. Yeah. All over a man crush of Sid. Yeah. So like, that, was that today? Uh, yeah. So early this morning was when I got the first message. And then down, we, but Brian, the beginning of the bromance. Yeah, it's true. So we're chopped uh, liver now, Mark. <laughs> hey man, I'm telling you, uh, and from Montana, like I wouldn't think Montana would have been a, uh, he's a huge, uh, penguins fan. He was telling me anyways, he loves Sidney Crosby and I'm like, fuck, that's awesome. Bird dog fan and a, and a Sid fan. Huh. Can't do no better than that. Oh, there you go. There you go. Squirrel finds a nut. Yeah. So yeah. Anybody that's listening, um, you don't know how much uh, it makes me smile to read these messages when people write in and say that they love the show and, and we have a chat here. like that. It, it's awesome. I really did enjoy it. And uh, 
enjoyed chatting with him and and even even better um Is that we have something fan? to come i don't know if he's a vikings fan yeah, i didn't ask him get, he could be he could be he could be he's what, in montana yeah. well, i don't know man i don't know like that part of the states it's like you're mostly it's mostly green bay fans like that no, part of the like, states don't know. yeah you don't know well you wouldn't what's, think what's that more I, what's more west minnesota or green bay I minnesota minnesota's city. further so west. it's like Indianapolis is more is further west than green bay but it's south it's so south, really on, on that northern border you have basically minnesota and then seattle and mm-hmm. he's in the middle so yeah i apologize if my american geography sucks but yeah i think no I'm, i think that's I'm right but yeah. yeah, I guess so because you wouldn't think somebody in northwestern Montana would be a Pittsburgh Penguins fan either. So, um, oh yeah, Minnesota is all west of Wisconsin. Is it okay? Yeah. So anyway, yes. anyways, it, it's cool. Uh, so if anything, uh, please send more messages because I love reading that that stuff. It, it's awesome. Um, on to some serious stuff, Ryan, I know you're really in like you, you really pay a lot of attention to this and I've got to admit, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, ignorant on all of what's going on, but um, good news in Canada today, the amendments. Now we didn't get rid of the entire bill, uh, bill C 21, which is for our American friends that are listening. Well, either way, Ryan, you, you, you talk about it. I don't need to do the precursor. Yeah, so basically, the uh, I'm not a shmi on it really that much, but basically what they're doing is what the government, current government, is trying to do is basically put in a, a rifle ban, and basically you it's literally as bad as you can go to bed one night and wake up the next morning and a firearm that you own could be banned. And they just, without warning, with no update whatsoever, add new firearms to the list. And there's real no, there's no real rhyme or reason for any of it. Um, there's there's single break action rifles on there. Um, there's they recently tried to push, um, well they did, um, any five round semi-automatic done, center fire done. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of talk about rim fires being next for that. Um, Basically, so what has happened is because of the public outcry and the pushback, um, primarily from the Conservative Party too, um, they've essentially paused it at this time. Doesn't mean if they've gotten rid of it, doesn't mean it's Mm going to go away. Um, It's just on the shelf, so it doesn't apply right now. We've also lost uh, handguns in this country. Mm -hmm. Um, You can own one, but only if you've already had one. So basically you're grandfathered in. And that's going to be a steep hill to climb to get that back. Um, I mean, and I mean, gun crime is, is sucks, but it's never, it's 99.9% of the time, it's never the people. Uh, in Canada, we have to have the licensing in order to acquire a firearm. It's mm-hmm. never people who have licenses who, who, yeah, or committing who, the crimes. who commit these crimes. It's not the, the law abiding people, it's the criminals. And so it's um, us being, uh paying the penalty for this is not going to make a difference whatsoever on on gun crime in this country here's a concept to add to all this do you think the criminals think about the term criminals Mm -hmm. are going to follow the new laws no of course not maybe the the definition of a criminal (laughs) one who doesn't follow law um so i gotta get my charger my laptop's gonna die yeah so I know we're like, we, we tend to stay away from politics on the show and, and stuff like that. But for anybody that's listening, if you think for one second, this whole gun thing wasn't about votes, then, then you're mistaken because the only people that had an issue with the guns were the people that lived in the cities like Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, Really, right? Which is our in in Canada. That's our three big um, populations, um, and that's where a majority of our major crime happens. So those three, and uh, to preface that, in order to win to become the prime minister of Canada, if you win all the seats in Toronto and Montreal, 
you've probably won enough that that you'll get to be the prime minister because Canada is so big um, with such a low population. All of our population is is centered uh, around the New York, Michigan uh, border that the majority of our, like, I think it's like 80% of our population is all right along the border of Michigan and New York. Uh, yeah, big chunk of it, man. Um, so, and now the public outcry from rural Canada and the indigenous people of Canada, the outcry of this um, band. So like Benelli, uh, just to give you an example, like the entire Benelli catalog was pretty much banned like there was nothing there was hardly anything that benelli produced that wasn't on that wasn't on that amendment to be to be banned and not allowed to be bought in canada to give you an idea of how how ridiculous this was and and ryan was true when he said uh, was right when he said like you could go to bed one night and that's how it happened here you know six months ago or whenever it was you wake up in the morning and then all of a sudden there was news. Yep. Your gun is, your gun has been banned and they're talking about a buyback. They're coming to take your guns and all of this stuff. So um, it, it, it's pretty crazy, but the public outcry and everything that, that came from it. Well, that got, that caused the overturn today. So, so they've, they've quashed the amendments, but like Ryan said, the, the bill C 21 um, so the handguns, you can't buy a handgun. You can't buy a nine mil. You can't buy nothing in Canada right now. Um, handgun wise, unless, unless the only people that have it now are people that have already had it. Um, so wild, just wild. Which it's not going to do anything to reduce. Handgun no. Well, actually there, there's a lot of science out there right now saying that crime is increased, especially in Toronto. The Toronto crime rate is is going. I wish I wish Philly was here. I know Philly don't talk too much about work on on here, but, um, you know, but he see he sees it um, every day, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, even all the police forces agree. It's it's yeah. imported illegal weapons that are mm -hmm. uh, that are the problem. It's not absolutely gun owners. No, all absolutely. almost every single one across the country agrees. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we should have actually, you know what we should have done tonight? We should have got Kazera on tonight. <laughs> you got to be able to understand the guests, though. Yeah. <laughs> you got to turn the banjos down low enough so you can hear them. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, they don't get it. They don't get internet up on the mountain. So, uh... no, he's got Elon. He's got Elon. Musk. Oh, does he? Internet. Oh. oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Hey, he's got better internet than all of us. Yeah. He's well, I got. Yeah. Oh, him. yeah. So we're me and me and Kazira are, are, are Sterling buds. It's you awesome. Are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, just in case anybody was wondering, I'm a big fan of Elon Musk too. So if there's any liberals on here, you're probably not a fan of this show anymore, but I think the guy's a genius personally. Let's just try to ruffle as many feathers as we can tonight. I hear he, I hear he shoots spoonies too. So, <laughs> well, uh, I'm pretty sure the people that listen to us uh, have the same uh, are on the same brainwave as what we are. So, um, yeah, right. I'm not, that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyways, so no guests tonight. Uh, I thought. This, it was a good time for us to get some get some stuff to talk about, you know, the the gun ban, and then tell some stories about Mark clear cutting a a, a nature area, um, you know, have a, have a few laughs and and stuff. And I'm away next week, no, not next week, the week after. So Dave, Dave is running things. So good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's gonna be rusty as hell. <laughs> it's yeah. been a while. That he's right. been busy, but he's slowing down, man. Like he's he's starting to he's starting Start to see. Fuck it. Well, yeah, he's starting to see like just how busy he is, and and it's starting to it's starting to show up now. So so he's starting to to slow things down a little bit. But we've got the Toronto Sportsman Show coming up in March, right? And and now 
that's starting like crunch time is soon coming on that. So he's starting to say, shit, I better clear my plate because we've got a lot of stuff to do to get ready for that. Right. So, yeah. so he's, he's, uh, he's getting that. He's getting all ready for that. And, and Phil's working tonight. So he couldn't make it Poor poor fucker. Like I know Phil's not walking a beat, but he's still like, he's not sitting in the office on a, on a Friday night in Toronto. You can be sure of that he's, he's out and about. So, um, it's chilly, man. It is cold as, as dad would say, it's, uh, cold enough to freeze nuts off a tractor. Yeah. Mm. Do you have stove going? Yeah, I got stove going, but I, man, like that stove goes through pellets. Like you wouldn't believe. So I got it set to 16 degrees. Um, and that's what I keep it at. Because if I try to go any higher, like it's just it's ridiculous to try and, and what's keep... your idea that it's going through? Like how many, how much, how many bags you go through every day or two? Uh so if I leave it as it is right now, yeah. then I'm on two bags a day. What are they? What are they? Six bucks each? Yeah, roundabout. So twelve bucks mm-hmm. a day. Yeah. That's not terrible. No, how much gas would my hybrid? <laughs> no, it's I I agree. It's I'm not trying to beat it, you, Damien. Yeah, it, it's not terrible, but when you're it's, already heating a house, yeah. um, the extra cost to heat up a a man cave because ultimately that's all this is. Well, uh, still three hundred sixty bucks a month. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, but like. The last couple nights I've let it kept it going all night long, right? Just because it's been so cold and it gets so cold in the garage. Cause like if I come down here tomorrow morning and had to light that stove, get that stove going and get it up to 16 degrees, then I'm going through four bags of pellets. Do you know what I mean? Cause it takes like, she just like on, on cremate trying to get it up to, uh, 16 degrees right and then when she gets down to 16 she'll level off but she'll go through a lot of wood pellets before before it gets up to 16 degrees so i'll probably i'll probably keep it going now for the next probably never let it die out for the next couple of weeks probably now Do you uh remember how much insulation is in your attic a lot yeah no not that it's i don't know it's probably Probably six inches above the trusses. You can go more. Yeah. That'll help. Double it. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. And and I got two garage doors here too, right? So um, if I insulated those, that would make a big difference. Oh, they're not insulated. Well, they are, but you know what I mean? Like you can buy to it that those kits that goes over your garage doors. Mm-hmm. So if I bought if I bought them, that would make a big difference too. But either way, either way, we're not talking about ducks here. So um, we're trying to keep you warm. Yeah, well, I'll survive. This is I like enough, an episode of Seinfeld, a show about nothing. Yeah, a show about nothing. <laughs> I got enough warm. I got enough warm kit. That was something. You know what? I was talking to my mom about this the other day, and um, growing up in Newfoundland, uh, when I worked in the woods. And he, like I was working in the woods, but even when I was driving around in the winter time, back home in Newfoundland, um, it didn't matter what time of the day it was or or whatever. But there was always I always had warm clothes in the back of my pickup truck. Like there was always a heavy. So if I was going to the bar, let's say, and I was dressed to go to the bar, in the back of my truck was warm clothes, like a warm jacket warm pair of boots, mitts, all that stuff. Right. And I learned that from my dad because my dad was on the road a lot when he was traveling to and from work and a couple of times getting stranded in a snowstorm and stuff like that. Right. And I, I got to thinking after seeing my kids leave the house one morning to go to school. And I'm like, what happens if the bus breaks down on your way to school? You two are going to fucking freeze it at. That's what's going to happen. It'll be like, Lord of the flies on this Jesus school bus outside of the city. Um, a kid's fucking beating one another up to steal one another's clothes because they'd freeze it at. But do you guys and I and I do it now, right? Like there's always a heavy jacket. I don't have everything, but I always have a heavy jacket in the truck. 
Do you guys travel around with that stuff, like just in case? Never, eh? Not on purpose. Usually, oh, I have like all clothes and gear in the truck from either cutting wood or hunting or something. So, I'll have like make sure I have like a glove and two in case I have to like get out for an extent. Like I change a tire or something. That's about it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I used to always have all that stuff in the truck. Like I always had, I remember coming home from New Brunswick, driving home from New Brunswick one time, driving back to the Ottawa Valley. And I lost a drive shaft on my pickup, like between Montreal and Ottawa. And uh, it was like two o'clock in the morning. I was like, Oh, what am I going to do? I was like, Oh, well, I had my rucksack because I was on an army course. So I had my rucksack, my sleeping bay, everything all in the truck. I was like, (laughs) I'm good. No panic <laughs> whatsoever. Like I had nothing to worry about. I wouldn't want to freeze it at. I had all my gear. And uh, I remember talking to, I called Trish and I said, well, I won't be home tonight because I just lost a drive shaft in the truck on the highway. Uh, she was like, what are you going to do? I was like, well, I'll just sleep here in the truck. Not a big deal. I'm not going to freeze it at. I got, nope. I got like an Arctic sleeping bag for frig's sake oh, and all my army yeah. kit. I could stay, I, I could stay here for a month for frig's sake, as long as, mm-hmm. long as I had something to eat. That's all I needed. Anyways, another, another little, little tangent, as we like to call them. A fun fact. A fun fact. The more you know. Yeah. Um, here's a funny one for you. Do you guys remember, I know you're no longer living in Ontario, but there was a guide. He was from Quebec, but he did a lot of stuff in, uh, in Ontario. I forget his name now. Wasn't the dude that shot the animals at Park Omega. <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's him. So, so did you hear about this, Ryan? No, I, I think so. But background it so for our, our listeners. Yeah. Viewers so, there, so, so this dude, he's, he's a, so a, a guide for goose hunting in Quebec and Ontario. Um, I've never met the guy. I don't know him or anything like that. I just, I see online the banter between him and a lot of people in here in Ontario. Um, he doesn't have a good name for himself. Um, screwed over a lot of people, the whole thing. Anyways, probably around October, I would think, Mark, um, he gets busted in a provincial park where he shoots an elk and two boars, I think it is. And, like, this is a provincial park, and apparently the elk are so tame there that at the entrance of the park, you can buy bags of carrots so you can feed the elk, like, (laughs) out of of your car, right? Like, you just drive up, hold a carrot out, and the elk will come to the road and and eat carrots out of your hand, right? Must have been a tough stock. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyways, this guy gets busted um, for shooting the elk in the park, and I guess he shot two two wild boars, too. Um, Gets caught, um, and he's in a a minivan, so he's, he's stuffing this elk, which... I've never seen an elk, but I'm surprised that you could fit one in a minivan. Um, so anyways, so he gets caught, um, uh, gets fined on probation, not allowed to carry a firearm, um, not allowed to hunt or anything. The funny thing is, is that uh, he had a post a couple weeks ago saying that, hey, guys, and I know I know you guys all heard, but. I'm in some trouble and I got to pay a lot of money to, uh, to some lawyers. So, um, if you're still trying to get your deer, I've got a couple properties that I'm not using right now. And, uh, if you want them, they're yours, um, $700. <laughs> and I'm just like, this guy's relentless. Like he just don't care. And it's not his properties. This is property like somebody else owns. He's just got permission to hunt on it. Right. So he's selling his permission to hunt on somebody else's land. Like probably doesn't have permission to sell it either. <laughs> oh no, no, of course. Doesn't. I'm just going sure down doesn't. swinging. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, um, this is what we're dealing with here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you're wondering, if, if you're wondering where we are, um, and what kind of screwed up place we are this is some of the shit that we deal with here what are you saying Mark? so this is public information because it's in the news so i'm gonna for for american listeners who definitely haven't heard about this i'm gonna 
share some of it with them about the story so you get the real background of what went on. Okay, okay. So this is from theguardian.com. Two Canadian men have been charged with entering a safari park in Quebec and shooting three wild boar and elk. That's right. It's not a provincial park. Yeah. It's what is it? Safari park. It's a safari park. What's the difference? Yeah. What's the so they they take and they have they have wildlife that are not not native uh, native, native to, to the, that okay. province. Like right. there's no elk in. So Quebec. it's like a zoo. There's no wild boar in Quebec. It's yeah, like, like a, a zoo, zoo, just no cages. Pretty much. Yeah. Open okay. ground zoo. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the brazen killings that have left staff and the family-themed park in shock. Police say Matthew Goddard That's and Jeremiah Matthias Polson broke through a barrier at Park Omega on the evening of 10 November. A security guard on duty at the time noticed a vehicle had illegally entered the park and alerted police. Moments later, he heard gunshots. The police quickly arrived and located and intercepted the vehicle. Both men were arrested. Police found four animal carcasses inside the vehicle. Uh, Quebec Provincial Police spokesperson Mark Tessier told the Canadian press. Police also seized firearms within the vehicle. The pair mm. faced charges including willfully killing animals kept for a lawful purpose, breaking, in, breaking and entering, illegally transporting firearms, and unlawfully firing a firearm during a break and enter. There is something so, else to be added to that because I did read the court proceedings yeah uh and there was discussion about the amount of drugs that were used before this happened <laughs> oh really <laughs> oh yes oh oh this <laughs> just keeps zip, better zipped up were they yeah yeah they put all necessary efforts in place to make sure the situation does not happen again <laughs> so take back our, our our comment where we said um it's criminal it's all it's uh it's not hunters that are that are doing the uh, that are doing the crimes. We we've got some fucking special people up here yeah. too. Like, but think like, about it. These guys, even before this happened, were criminals. They've done stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like this guy. This guy. <laughs> how does that conversation? How do you start that conversation? Like, I'm sure over over a fair amount of fair amount of dope. I would think dope and liquor. And yeah. and uh, hey, you know what would there be is. cool? So Gadar was released on bail on Monday and is barred from visiting the park. No shit. He is also <laughs> prohibited from communicating with the other guy and from carrying a gun. He's yeah. also not allowed to consume drugs or alcohol. <laughs> oh boy. Man, if I go. couldn't hunt or drink beer, that'd, that'd be a tough spot for me. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah. That guy had to do some serious shit and that would have changed my life, maybe yeah. for the better. But I don't know. It would have saved a lot of money. Yeah. I know uh I know people that are listening to this, especially uh, you know, and, and I haven't told you guys this, but we've got a, a strong listening in Brazil for some reason. Um <laughs> so uh for the people that don't know, um forgot we're pretty we're we take our beer drinking pretty serious here and uh judges don't tend to take beer away from canadians unless you do a pretty bad thing so i'll give you an yeah. idea of just how screwed screwed up this guy is is that they've taken beer away from him um not only is he not allowed to hunt but he's not allowed to drink beer either so even light beer even light beer yeah yeah, yeah. and to get well, a little like jab in at our american friends that's regular beer for you guys our beer is stronger yeah he said it is i said it there it is yeah and there goes words. Her, yeah there goes our demographic from the u.s just like that. no not at all they love it oh yeah they love it yeah mm -hmm. yeah are you chirp chirp for free health care next is that your next angle no what? no no not at all i'm mm -hmm. i'm all no, I'm not going down that rabbit which hole. Which is which is a facade, by the way. Mm -hmm. Because our healthcare, our healthcare may be free, but it sucks. Oh, well, sorry. sorry, I'm. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's not I go down that does. rabbit hole. Where, yeah. where I am, it does. But. <laughs> no, it, no, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. It do suck, and yeah. and it's it's a false narrative that that's pushed yeah. out. Um, because by no means is it free. Um, no. Did you check out that wind chill out there tonight? <laughs> good job, Merck. 
Good job, buddy. Why, why do I get misdirected? Because <laughs> I talk about trucks and other random shit. And I'm just saying, our healthcare is the one who's cracked up to be. That's it. Enough said. Enough said, God. he says. Um, boys, I know, um, you know, we're just finishing up the season. And I know, you know, you guys have been busy and, and the whole bit. But is there anything, you know, are you, are you starting to come start to formulate a plan for next year? Like, like, the, is there anything that you're trying to achieve in this off season to prepare yourself for next season? Like, is there any big things coming up for you uh, next year in the off season? I know it's a little bit, not a little bit. It's a lot early to start talking about that stuff. Um, but uh, you know, like, do you have any, any grandiose plans of, of things you want to get done next year for the seasons? For the season, I sorry. I want to get back out west and guide this year, permitting. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal life has been a bit of a rat's nest for the last year and a half, but that's yeah. kind of in the rearview mirror now. So, yeah. So should have some free time to do that this year. That's and, awesome, dude. Uh, yeah. So, looking hopefully looking forward to getting that done. I, I love it, and I've missed it, so I just want to get back into doing that. And, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe host some people from Ontario who might swing through and yeah, come for a, a late season hunt. Mm-hmm. Be a nice be a nice cherry on top through the year too. Yeah, it would. Yeah, I gotta actually get out and hunt this year. Unlike last fall, I barely barely got out. It wasn't. It was like number three or four on the radar for the fall. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. You I guys didn't. had other priorities, right? There was other things that came up. Yeah, there's lots going on. There's lots, lots going on that didn't involve hunting. Yeah. But it'll be cool though, Ryan, if we can pull this off. Um, I spoke epic. with I spoke to Bobby Hayes today and I was like, uh, hey, listen, just so you know, me and the boys are planning a trip and we're planning on swinging through Kansas. So uh, we'd love to come hang out for a couple of days. I said, no pressure. You don't have to hang out with us if you don't want to. But, you know, just wanted to let you know. And he's like, I'm sure we can figure something out. So. There's Kansas. We got Saskatchewan. Kansas. Yeah, we got uh, we got Saskatchewan squared away. Um, maybe my new kindred spirit in Northwest Montana. Maybe we'll stop and say hi to him too. Watch oh, a Penguins game. Um, and maybe as long as he doesn't live in Shelby. <laughs> Shelby, Montana. There's a joke there. I know it. So it's an old story. Okay. Okay. I got it. I'm going to, I'm going to. The first time I ever crossed the border from Alberta into Montana. Cause we, we, me and my ex at the time, we just went down for a drive just to go down. Was this old, was this old Mark Vitch or, or reformed Mark Vitch? No, No, this this was pre 2003. Oh, this is is going off the rails. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> he, when he, he, had, he had a long, greasy mullet and a T-top T-bird. Actually, yeah. there, was, there was no alcohol involved in this situation. <laughs> so anyway, crossed the border, uh, went for a drive into Montana, drove around for a bit. It looks oddly like southern Alberta, for the record. I would think. I would <laughs> so, think the yeah. imaginary line that separates Canada and the U.S. don't do much for the topography. Yeah, so anyway, drove around a bit, stopped in Shelby, went in, got some KFC, got... Stink eyed out of there by the locals. I don't know why. <laughs> you started it. And probably uh, talking about stuff. Anyway, let, oh, yeah. left the KFC, got some gas, drove back left towards, the KFC. towards <laughs> Alberta. <laughs> Dro- What'd you do today? Drove down Montana, had some KFC. Kentucky Duck. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, pulled up to the border again, and we we're talking to the, the guy at the border crossing. He's like, He's like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, well, we just went to Fur Drive in Montana. I hadn't been down there before, so I wanted to see what it was like. He's yeah. like, yeah, where'd you go? I said, Shelby. <laughs> kind of looked at me with a blank stare. He's like, Shelby? You went to Montana, and the only place you went was Shelby? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I know. I said, it wasn't anything special. Here we are. <laughs> no. But you, he laughed. He sent us you, on our way. You achieved, you achieved your goal. You wanted to go to Montana, and you went to Montana. And you got some KFC, and... Come on home out of a perfect yeah, KFC. It's just like the Canadian KFC in Alberta. I would think so. 
Well, I'm glad you cleared that up for us. (laughs) I I can sleep soundly tonight. That's right. Well, I've always wondered if, again, that imaginary line that separates Canada and the U.S. Mm -hmm. Oh, and of course, there was no speed limits on the interstates down in Montana. I don't know if they brought them back since, but there was no speed limits. Hmm. The signs were there, but you didn't have to. You could drive whatever speed you wanted. But I was in a pickup truck, so I wasn't going to be doing 165 down the highway in the truck with a 5.7 liter and burn every bit of gas just to go down the highway <laughs> with no speed limit. So it was kind of pointless. If I had to have a car at the time, it would have been different. I'm sure there was a speed limit. Oh, it was post speed you... limit, but you didn't have to follow. I don't understand. If there's a posted speed limit, why wouldn't you have to follow it? That's just like suggestion speed. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah, they did. They did throw out the speed limits on the on the interstate down there at the time. That was pre two thousand three. Like I said, I was like. I remember I was in Missouri. I was in Missouri in uh, when was that? Like two thousand fifteen, I think. And uh, was down there on uh, in Fort Leonard Wood, and I was on an army course. So they, they took us around and they were, you know, introducing us to the, like the, the town and uh, all this. So they ended up taking us down and introducing us to like the, uh, the legal system and how the legal system worked down there and all this stuff. Right. It was just, it was a bunch of international students really. Right. So anyways, we're down there and we're, we're in the court and we're talking to uh, one of the judges and, and the judges there. And, and she's saying, you know, like majority of the stuff she sees is is uh, like speeding and, and like petty crime and, and stuff like that. Nothing serious. And uh, she said to me, she was like, like, what's your speed limit up in Canada? I was like, well, 100, 100 on the highways, 100, 110, depending. Right. And she just about lost her mind. I was like, oh, whoa, 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 wait. And I it took me a second before I could. I was like, hold on. That's in kilometers an hour. That's not miles per hour. And she was like, oh, okay. okay. I'm like, so, you know, in miles per hour, what's that? Like 60, 65? Uh, yeah, about 65, yeah. Yeah, around 65 miles per hour. But uh, anyways, it was funny because she was like, holy smokes, you drive that fast up in Canada? I was like, oh, wait a second. I think... Uh, and Imagine that's a, tip, to, tip to tip in 14 hours. <laughs> well, I was talking to Jeff Coates today, and yeah. uh, and we were talking about the temperature and stuff like that. And I said, man, it's freaking cold up here. It's like minus, minus 25 uh, oh. and uh, like minus 35 with the wind chill and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, man, he's like, I can't do the, I can't do the conversion. I was like, well, our, our temperature without the wind chill is, is minus 20. And he's like, okay. He said, what's that in Fahrenheit? So I go- I had to Google it and I come out minus three. I was like, oh, that don't sound cold at all. Minus three in Fahrenheit. But that's co- fucking minus 20 is cold. So I'm, I'm guessing, you know, the states like Montana and Idaho and, and uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, like they would all see those temperatures, right? Like the minus 25, yeah, especially yeah. the Northern half of those States. Yeah. Like yeah. whatever one's border, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, right? North like Dakota. They, yeah. Like they would see, they would see those temperatures. Um, and probably I, I would hazard to say like North Dakota and those places, they would see it colder than what we get it here in Southern Ontario. I would think. Where you are. Yes. Yeah. Where I am. Right. Because, like, they would be very similar to that, like, that minus 40 that that Alberta sees, right? At times, probably, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But do they get the Chinooks? Uh, Montana does. Yeah. That's along the mountains. That's not. Yeah, that's. No, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's being on the eastern side of the Rockies, right? Yeah. That's what causes that. But anyways, so if you don't come here for duck hunting uh information you can come for geography lessons and social studies that's true and meteorology and meteorology the gross domestic product of montana is beef i don't know i would assume it's beef i would i would assume it's beef that or black rifle coffee one or the other (laughs) stuff is good it is good well so the, the speed coffee. limit in Montana, for, for reference, posted <laughs> one, is 80 miles an hour. 
Oh shit. Which is 130 clicks. I don't think I'd be comfortable doing 130 kilometers an hour. Uh, actually, no, that, no. What am I saying? 130. Yeah. That's not that bad. Kilometers an hour. Yeah. 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 That's what you probably pass people at most times. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I don't, I don't drive 130 often in, in the truck because you can watch your, your, uh, gas hand drop, but, um, One thirty. That's impressive. They're talking about raising the four hundred one to one ten. I thought it already was. No. Well, <laughs> that's that's what well, I thought too. Like well, I've always def- driven. Well, I drive at like one twenty five. If you drive yeah. one fifteen, one. If you drive one fifteen on four hundred one, you're getting passed all day. Long. Oh, yeah, buddy, I drive. I set my uh, I set my cruise control when I'm on on the highway here at like one ten, one twelve. Um, that's what I set my cruise control at, and I'm the slowest car. I'm the slowest vehicle on the road for the most part. Like people are just yeah. blowing past me. Yeah, that's fine. But the the 400 outside of Ottawa is 110. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it is. Where it's four lane between Ottawa and uh, Iron Park. Yeah, like once you get around the bend past Canadian Tire, Canadian Tire Center, like Canada. Yeah, she opens up. Yep, it's still 100 here. Yeah, but they don't trust you guys. Mm, no. <laughs> Upper Canadians. Damn city people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's us. Common. I have common no idea problem. how long we've been on talking, fellas. So we're at about 50 minutes. Oh, really? We're doing all right, yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely haven't mentioned off. a duck yet. <laughs> <laughs> haven't talked about a duck yet. Yeah, you're gonna have to title this episode something like like give people a warning there's no waterfowl talk yeah absolutely no talk of waterfowl whatsoever um i will tell you this though i'm trying to learn how to curve decoys which i knew was going to be difficult um because i do not have an artistic bone in my body but now so i've i've sat down with this guy twice now and he's sort of kind of talking me through it once you so once you know the procedure because there's there's a step by step to doing it right so i think you i think anybody can learn it um i think that the real trick is is the paint i is what i'm is what i'm getting after talking to people like you can curve a decoy um to make it look like a mallard or a teal or or whatever the trick i think the hardest hardest thing is to make the colors the right way and making a blend because obviously you guys know if you look at a duck there's no sharp divide from color to color right it all always blends and there's always that you know like you look at like a like a a, a buffle head or something like that with those iridescent colors that's on its head yeah. like try to try to replicate that like that to be i think paint can hide a lot of the like curving imperfections yeah yeah like you absolutely could, you could take like a perfectly de- symmetrical carved decoy yeah but if you don't paint it right it's just not gonna look great but if you take it like an average yep. decoy and give it to like you know i don't know professional painter yeah they're gonna make that look like you know yeah a but dave I... smith a dave smith decoy or something so there's a couple older gentlemen that uh that hang out at this place where i where i'm i'm sort of kind of learning they don't they don't really do a lot of ducks. They do a lot of birds, right? So like cardinals and blue jays and like songbirds and stuff like that. That's what they're into carving. And uh, one of them was talking to him the other day and uh, he was pretty excited because he was going to buy a new compressor. I said, compressor. I said, what do you want a compressor for? And he's like, uh, for my airbrush. I was like, your airbrush. He was like, he said, I can't blend paint colors. He said, so, I just use an airbrush, she said, and and it just it it makes painting that much more easy, easier. And I was like, huh. And then I I got to wonder, and I was like, well, I wonder, are you allowed to use airbrush for painting your decoys for like competitions? And apparently, yeah, you you can, which I would think would be a game changer. If if you're if you're any bit artistic. And you can use an airbrush to do 
what they uh, I think the term is smoothies is what they call uh, like competition decoys, like for the world carving championships and stuff like that. I think they call them smoothies. Um, but if you could use an airbrush as opposed to a paintbrush, but it had to be game changer. You think it'd be like two separate categories. You would think so, but, but yeah. maybe, maybe everybody just uses airbrush. Anyways, anybody that's listening to this, if you, if you're still listening to this and you have, <laughs> and you have any, any knowledge in this, please shoot us a message and let us know. Um, we should like title this episode. Don't listen to this episode. <laughs> oh, it's like, a good episode. Did you ever, ever hear like the story? Elon Musk was on Joe Rogan's podcast and he's talking about like, he's like, they made flame flower, flame throwers. And uh, they made like, I don't know, like a whole, like 200,000 of these things. He's like, it's a dumb idea. Don't buy them. Please don't, like, don't buy these. They're stupid. They're not safe. You'll hurt yourself. And then Joe Rogan's like, so what happened? He's like, we sold out in three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Worst like, thing, worst thing you could tell a bunch of people, don't, don't buy this. Yeah, That's he's a- like he's publicly stood up and like, please don't buy them. They're not safe. He's like, we sold them in three hours, like 200,000 200, units gone. I believe it. Yeah. I, I power back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, did I you go turn the, the truck? Did you go turn the truck off? No, because uh, the internet is plugged into the truck right now. So ah, uh, yeah, gas. I told you that don't mess with the internet. Fair, fair, good point. Mm. Well, boys, it was a it's it's been a great show. I think it's a great show, despite and and it's out of the season. So like, there's really not a lot of duck hunting we can talk about. So well, um, if we had to make a point of it, we could have, but yeah. we don't give a shit. I I think it was a great episode. You know, we learned about some geography. We learned mm. about some idiot ass hats in Quebec that shot a deer in a fucking zoo. Uh, for and lack of a better, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there, it it's been a lot of education passed down on this episode. We talked about my kindred spirit, my buddy in Northwest Montana. I'm telling you. And it's NHL All Star, and it's All Star Skills tonight too. So I maybe hate the All Star. I know, now. I know. It, it's so brutal. It's always it's always been brutal. The only time I oh. really enjoyed it was when I was a kid, because when I was a me kid, too. it was cool. Yeah, the events were cool. Guys weren't dressing up, and you know, I don't know. There was and they they competed too. Like they yeah. actually tried to win. They weren't. I don't know. I, don't I seen. Like I don't watch it. I seen something the other day. Um, and for our Missouri listeners, so there was something the other day I watched a thing and it was like a, an alumni for the St. Louis blues and Al McKinnis showed up and he took a clapper with his, with his wooden stick. And it was still faster than most fellas. Oh, good thing. You didn't on turn off the truck, Mark. That's right. Yeah. So Al McInnes's shot is still harder than most fell, and Al McInnes has got to be in his fifties now. Oh yeah, and his and his clapper is still harder than and fellas, and they're using these these composite sticks, and he's still probably using a fifty thirty Sherwood. Fifty thirty Sherwood. <laughs> Other you're gonna say a Christian fiberglass, but you went fifty thirty Sherwood. I like it. Fifty thirty Sherwood with a Paul Coffee curve, buddy. Damien was listening to ninety one today. Well, yeah, probably you were listening to 91 today, weren't you? Mm, no, why did they were they talking about that on 91? Yeah, so I I seen it on TV, so or maybe it was an ad on, on Facebook or on Instagram or something like one of those short videos. I okay. watched it anyways because he he stepped up and, and took the shot, and I was like, Holy crap, fucking McKinnis can still can still do it. It's yeah, it's awesome. My puck. Yeah. That's insane though. But anyways, uh, I will go check out. Cause I, I always do like the hardest slap shot. I'll go check that out. See who won it. Chara is no longer in there. Weber is no longer in there. No. Um, so I don't know. I don't know who it is. I, I would I think off the OB. top of my head, I would say Ovi probably. Yeah. yeah he's got, there's a few guys. So it's still got pretty hard shots. I mean, Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I would think I would think Obi, but here, okay. So let's let's talk about this. So all of this stuff now about Ovi 
and and the fact that he's he's getting to like he's going to break Gretzky's record, right? Like it it's inevitable. Mm. It's going it's going to happen if something catastrophic doesn't happen. That's right. Like barring he gets brutally injured or or and his career is cut short, but if he if he stays healthy, he's he's gonna he's gonna pass him, right? Mm. And he's gonna play but, a few more years. Well, yeah. I think he's got three more years before he before he breaks it, right? Something like that. Yeah, three or four. Yeah. Um, but you know, so again, showing my loyalty to Sid, um, and 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 this is the argument that I hear is that all oh, Vetchkin's better than Sidney and and stuff like this, and I and I said, yeah, for goal scoring, one hundred percent, he's he's a better he's a better goal scorer. But Ovechkin does nothing else on the ice but score goals. That's it. He's not a defensive player. Oh no, he like he's top five in hits. Right, but yeah. but when he's but when he's on the ice, he's right at that that left face off circle. Sits just stands there and just waits for, waits for the puck to get past him for a one timer, and and that's it. Right, and I'm like like yeah, he's eighty two goals away. And there's still 30 games left in this season. 82 goals away from tying it or breaking it? From tying it. From tying it. 82 goals. So he could do it in, he could probably do it in three years. Two and a half. Two and two and a half. So the rest of this year and two more seasons. Well, Wait, he gets, he let's gets say he gets 10 more goals this season. Yeah. And he's 72 goals away. It's not likely but possible that he could do it in two more seasons. Yeah, he could. How many Provided he still got Gretzky somebody to... were 17, I think. Gretzky's rookie year was 79. No, no, no. How many yeah, seasons only did... did Gretzky play? He... Only the ones counting the NHL, so. Okay, so so he came into the league in 81, right? And he retired uh... in 99. Was it 99? Of course he did. Yeah. Of yeah. course he retired in 99. That's easy to remember. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember watching his his last game. I re, I remember it as if it was yesterday. Actually, um, I saw I saw a quote on social media once. He's like, I, he's like, why did you hang up? He's like, I scored nine goals in my final year. Yeah. He was like, he's like, that's why I hung it up. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I I seen that. He was like, somebody said, you know, you're still doing good. And he was like, I had nine goals this season. In in the eighties, that was a good yeah. weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's the backside <laughs> of that quote. He's like, that was a yeah, that was a good weekend. <laughs> yeah, that was a good weekend. Nine goals yeah. in in a weekend. Yeah. Well, I'm, I haven't looked at it. I think Mark's looking up like hockey DB right now, but I'm curious to see like if Ovechkin breaks it. Say like I don't know in two two plus two seasons. No, uh, what year did he come in? He came in 04 or 05 was his rookie. I think 05 was his rookie year. 05. Crosby. 05, yeah. Crosby was 06, yeah. Was um, he 06? Yeah. Yeah. Because 05 was the lockout year. Right. <clears throat> so, so yeah. So, I mean, like, anyways, going back to your point, though, Damien, I think Crosby is like a better all round hockey player, but oh, I think he's like just one of the best goal scorers of all time. I don't think he is the best. I know. And I will take this. To, I still think Mario Lemieux is the best goal scorer of all time. I'm not best budger. goal scorer? Best goal yep. scorer or best? Points. Best goal scorer. No, See, Gretzky's greatest point point player of all time. But I think if I think if Lemieux stayed healthy, I think Lemieux would have beat Gretzky's points. I think he would have. I don't know if he would have beat his points, but he would have beaten his goals. You think he missed a yeah. lot? Yeah, he missed a lot of hockey right yeah. in the prime of his career. And and you brought up Ovechkin. Ovechkin isn't like he's just not a one timer guy only. He's got more depth to his goal scoring paralysis, but. Mario Lemieux could score goals. Ten, he could score ten goals in a game ten different ways mm. if he wanted. But that's just my opinion. But yeah, well, if I was, and and for people that never got a chance to watch him play, and I did, and I wasn't a big fan of him, but he could fucking score goals, and that was Brett Hall. Brett Hall could score goals, dude. Yeah, he was insane, insanely good. But, anyways, that's your your hockey. We should have just talked hockey the whole time. But yeah, we could have. We could have just talked. We hockey. should have. But oh then you God. know what would have you seen these chirps that Brad Marchant's been doing? 
with Steve Dangle. Like Steve yes. Dangle is like, I, I do not like the Toronto Maple Leafs, but I love Steve Dangle because he's like the most unbiased, true. Ho- he's he is a hockey fan who oh, loves yeah. the Maple Leafs, which I have a lot of yeah. respect for. So like classic Brad Brad Marchand, just like yeah, being a grease ball. But the like, one that there was this dude. <laughs> so I I forget how it goes, but anyways, there was this dude that chimed in on on Marchand saying something to a reporter. Uh, I guess Marchand replied to some reporter's tweet or something, right? And then this this dude chimes in on it, and Marchand Marchand's response is like. I hope you know that that stash isn't called isn't covering the lip herp that you got there, buds. And I was just like, oh boy, that's a bad, bad burn right there. That's a bad burn. Anyways, I I'm I think Marshawn is the type of player that everybody wishes they had on their team. Oh, and yeah, you, you hate playing against him. Sort of like Gallagher with Montreal, but he's at it. Yeah, I think Marshawn's hated more. Oh, one hundred percent. He's hate it way way more yeah but now so okay so let's talk this then and and we'll soon finish this up because we're almost at that hour um but like mcjesus right now like if he keeps going dude if he can stay healthy like the fact that ovechkin has stayed healthy for as long as he has because he hasn't missed any real significant games but if McJesus keeps going the way he's going, like, fuck, man, he's got to start shattering some records. He's on 41 goals already. It's insane. Like, it's insane. Like, yeah. Austin Matthews won the Rocket last year, and he had a great year. But, like, Matthews not even close to what, McDavid's, what McDavid is doing this year. Like, McDavid is just on a totally different level right now. Yeah totally just, different just imagine if he was on a better hockey team oh <laughs> on a team that could play defense yeah man well a team that had even if they could, couldn't play defense but if they had a goalie i'm shocked jack jack campbell turned into that i did not yeah. see that coming well i i i think not that the leafs had a great defense but the leafs defense was better than what Edmonton's defense is and that, that that's so no, that's that's definite right defense yeah it was better yeah so that oh. that sort of helped Jack um when he was in Toronto and, and Edmonton just don't have the you know like Darnell who was who was it said that the Darnell nurse that time there about a month ago he's like 11 million dollars a year you make 11 million dollars a year give me a break your you junk so out average. there he's so average Oh, he's so average. Yeah, he's not a he's, player. He's, he's, he's making Kale McCarr money, to put that in perspective. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kale McCarr is on a totally different level. Totally different yeah. level. <laughs> I'm guessing we've lost a lot of listeners by this point. <laughs> Anyways, boys, we, we'll end her right there, and, and uh, we'll spend the next couple of days trying to figure out a good name for this episode. Um <laughs> Go around the table to you first, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing to say. He says, <laughs> "What do you, what do you, you say? Guys, after, uh... What do you say?" After, yeah, good meeting. I see you guys. What do you say after a riveting episode like this, such as this, so, such in-depth waterfowl conversation? I feel like we brought a lot of education on that front. Yeah, uh, migration, ammo. Yeah. Uh, what what call, when when not to use certain calls. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope people made it to this point in the episode. We, I think, we've provided a lot of common knowledge, <laughs> beneficial yeah. to take into the field uh, to put uh, waterfowl on your plate. And I'm, I'm happy to share it with all of you. There you go, Mark. Yeah. yeah uh, so I learned. And Mark has power. <laughs> has power. And Mark, and Mark has power. No, we lost power. Oh, okay. We lost it again. No power, but uh, I did learn that uh, don't mix alcohol, cocaine, and safari parks. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, no fucking doubt. <laughs> we can take that lesson from tonight for those that were considering mixing those things. <laughs> yeah, I picture. Uh, I was going to ask, like, how does that conversation start? And all I can picture 
is Bill Burr's voice in my head going, Oh my God. That's awesome. Want to have some fun tonight? Why don't we uh, head down to uh, Omega Park and shoot an elk? I, d- I just got Bill Burr's voice in my head yeah. doing that monologue. And I'm like, this Bill Burr needs. You know, to- you know what would be fucking cool if we shot an elk in Quebec and <laughs> yeah. then sprinkle and then sprinkle some wild boars on top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, 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 yeah, let's just, let's just think about that. Uh, you got any more Coke? <laughs> We'll do another line of coke and then this, this let's just discuss this a little bit more um, anyways awesome um ladies and gentlemen we are who we say we are um just a bunch of dudes that just love sitting around and chatting loving one another's company um this is the union 0430 please i do love it i love getting your messages when you tell us how you like it. and if you didn't like this show feel free to message me and tell me that you didn't like it um it's probably not going to do anything but at least you uh get to voice your opinion big love until next time